You're listening to season five of Technically 200, a podcast featuring the stories of Black and Latina women breaking barriers in STEM fields, all while paving the way for the next generation. Tune in weekly to hear from our amazing guests to learn more about STEM fields, how they've navigated these fields as women of color, and about their many contributions to the overall world of STEM. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with Ingrid Rozier, luxury consultant at Inklux. Hi, Ingrid. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Ingrid? Great. I'm so excited to have you on our podcast to tell us more about NFTs. I'm so excited. So can you start by telling us a little bit about what you do? Of course. So my background is quite diverse. I'm actually French. You can hear it from the accent. I'm really interested in anything tech, culture, and luxury related. So my career was uh, actually more in a conventional role. I started in baking uh, in international business because I always wanted to negotiate around the world and get to know a lot about uh, business in different uh, sphere. So I started in baking and I worked with entrepreneurs a lot. I realized the interest in tech. I realized the interest in uh, having the opportunity to speak multiple language and know all about business. So after two years working with entrepreneurs, I moved to a bigger company. I worked for HSBC Bank, when help the bigger companies, five million and plus, uh, when it comes to strategy in international expansion. So again, less focus on tech, but we need more focus on international business uh, strategy and helping those companies get their ultimate goal of doing business internationally. So it was a great space to be in. Uh, before the pandemic. Once the pandemic hit, it was uh, less of an interest that I do realize by working in a more conventional area that I was missing out when it comes to tax and new investment that I was coming in the world. So I decided to step out of this career and go back to education, which I always recommend. Um, so I applied to an MBA in luxury in Paris, which I got in. And thankfully, I had the opportunity to learn a lot when it comes to um, the luxury industry, but more on the tech perspective and how the we can use this uh, very problematic moment that we have of the pandemic to uh, advance the luxury world when it comes to tech. So having more websites for those who are companies and how to build an experience that you can have online that is uh, very similar to the experience you can have in stores. And for companies who don't even have this internet before, how can they use it to biggest of the advantage. I would say the pandemic time was also the time where um, Web3 was introduced to the public. So it was a great time for me to be within education because I had the opportunity to have the innovators of the Web3 space coming to us and uh, offering their ideas, asking um, how we can help with the strategies as well, how to implement the strategies when it comes to Web3 especially in the luxury space. So great, great moment to be in education. After my MBA, I studied consulting and opened my own consultancy agency. Uh, my consultancy is called Inclux and it's really uh, specialized in inclusion within the luxury industry. And one of the uh, way that I built this inclusion within the luxury industry is by the introduction of tech because tech has grown color and it helps the, the industry being more and more inclusive. So I try to have uh, tech entrepreneurs um, or tech uh, developers, tech professional enter the luxury industry and vice versa. Luxury company have more tech integration so they can have a more diverse type of 
uh, environment, but also touch a more diverse type of, I would say, market share. So that's where I usually uh, work for. I've worked for multiple luxury companies in the tank configuration. Could be from cut to luxury with the 15 portfolio of bread. Uh, can be uh, Gucci, Burberry, uh, Captain Klein, Hugo Boss. Those are the type of brands I've been working for. And it's helping them create this luxury experience online. So get tech products. Ingrid has quite a bit of knowledge and experience with NFTs. We heard from a previous guest, Ellie Nichols, that an NFT is a non-fungible token. Ingrid shares more with us about what the difference is between a fungible and non-fungible token. So basically, a non-fungible token means that uh, it can be reproduced. And that's something that is very interesting in the luxury space eventually because rarity is what attracts the customers. You have a product that is completely unique and you can't reproduce it. Versus fungible token, uh, fungible uh, items that you have, like dollar bills, the currency in general, that you can have one dollar bill and no matter which one you have in your hand, you can use it and it has the same value. Non-fungible items are items that are completely unique. You can have it on the art space, which is where we hear about NFTs the most, but it has also uh, various um, applications like I said, the luxury industry to make sure that you authenticate the bag, the, the next Gucci bag that you bought, and you make sure that it actually comes from a Gucci factory. NFTs comes very handy in that sense. Why have NFTs become so popular? I think a lot of people are curious uh, and, and don't really understand, you know, why it is that out of nowhere, these things have just be- become like the biggest trend uh, in relation to Web3. So I'd say the interest came in the fact that it is new. There's a lot of FOMO for companies. Uh, if you're missing out for the ones who don't know what FOMO is, uh, the, opportunity, the opportunity of knowing that there's a new uh, technology that's been introduced and they haven't jumped on it like they did with Web2 and social media. A lot of companies didn't want to have social media pages because they were they were thinking that it's just for young people, that Nobody actually cares that it can't drive business. And they lost a lot in this uh, in this thought process. So down with the NFT and being introduced, a lot of companies want to jump in it because it's new. So I would say that. And the fact that for now, no matter what you're doing, you're not using that much when it comes to the investment that you're doing because everybody is trying to understand what it is. Everybody is trying to understand also how to use it. So there's a lot of opportunity to be ahead of the competition by jumping into NFT without the risk of losing that much money because for now. Right. So it's really in NFTs. So it's more just like now they want to create an NFT so that they don't lose that. Um, would you say it's like they don't want to lose that customer base almost? Not even customer base. It's really the market share. Having the opportunity mm. to... Um, be a pioneer in this space. You didn't really talk about NFTs uh, in itself. You also have to take into consideration the whole web three ecosystem. And in that sense, jumping for instance in the metaverse means that even if you're just doing some initiatives, you do understand the technology that comes behind it. You also have the right resources within your company. So whenever it becomes bigger, you can use those resources and scale from that. So it's really having the right people at the right time. So 
once it becomes something bigger, once we can measure the, the opportunities of success and once you can measure also the market opportunities behind that, you have the right tool to grow your company in that other sphere. There's a common misconception that NFTs are just digital art. I know I certainly thought they were prior to learning more, but according to Ingrid, NFTs are far more than just digital art. They're a unique way of identifying a product and even its ownership. It's definitely more than art. I think uh, that it's very interesting that people identify NFTs as art first because it's more of a unique way of identifying object and that can be anything. That can be art, of course, but that can be also your item. That could be your car. That can be a computer. That's a way to identify. It came from you. It came from that source. It is bought by you. And no matter who's selling it, it's still going to be yours. So that unique piece of identification, it could be definitely way more than art. It can be used on a day-to-day basis. And when you're selling or when you're buying a product, it's an easy way to trace where it's coming from and where it's going. So that's that's where I think is the, the most useful part of NFTs is definitely uh, the, the transparency of the identification of owners. And then the, the democratization of ownership. Because once you're able to identify whatever product you're selling or you're buying, then it's even better for the other people who want to have information about this, about this product to have it. It's on public servers. You can go online and type an information on the blockchain that pertains to an NFT and have all the information when it comes to it. Okay, awesome. So NFTs can be digital art, but there are examples of NFTs that are products that can actually be used digitally as well. Yes, it can be, well, for the, just think it like this. It, it can be a, it can be a digital ID for an item. So let's say you bought a very expensive luggage that you really don't want to lose. You have the identification coming with the NFT related to that luggage. So next time you're trying to sell a twenty thousand more because you're really gaining value, they can identify that it was built in Italy that you added. A diamond from Belgium, and it was yours. And now the next person can also put the identification. So if it's stolen, then you can say, "Hey, uh, actually, I'm it to with this item and this item and this item." So it's literally not just hard. It's really a digital identification towards a digital product or something. And if we talked a little bit about the businesses that you work with wanting to jump on the opportunity to create NFTs, but. Uh, who else can create NFTs? Like how open is this to everyone? Or is it kind of just businesses as of right now? No, actually it's very open, especially for the art part, the art space part. It's really open. Anybody who wants to create, you can even draw something and then upload it on a platform. You can use, for instance, OpenSea, where it's the, it's the most popular NFT marketplace that I'm aware of. But anybody who can create uh, anything, you can even draw a, a dot on the paper, uh, upload it online, and then sell it at the NFT. It's all about the uh, offering demand. So it's less about being reputable and have a big, uh, well, it does help for anything. If you have a reputation and people know you, it gives you an audience and you can sell more. 
but it's also all about the speculation of the investors is they think that this thing is going to be the next trend when it comes to NFTs and people are willing to invest a lot of cryptocurrency into uh, the item that you're selling through your NFT, then it can become the next thing and you don't even know it. From your experience working with luxury businesses, you know, you named uh, Gucci and Calvin Klein and different businesses like that. What is your opinion on the future of NFTs as it relates to, you know, your work that you do in luxury consulting? I would say within the luxury industry, there are a lot of companies who are actually willing to invest in it. So it is a good sign for anybody who's interested in just following the truth, the news. There's not as much um, things are built around the Web3 in general. So you can just follow the news and pretty much be at the level of 90% talk of people talking about NFTs. Myself, I don't love any blockchain or anything, but just by following the news, you can know a lot when it comes to this sphere. So I would say that uh, it is good to to catch on those information. Anybody who's interested can just, like I said, follow the news and understand what's going on. Uh, follow the, the big uh, market trendsetters when it comes to that. Companies are also very interested in having people who have this interest, and which is very good for students right now because there's not that much uh, experience or expertise built on. Just an interest can open a lot of doors with people. So I would say those companies are interested in investing in it. They are doing just some initiative right now. For instance, Gucci, uh, who's uh, investing in building those uh, uh, digital sneakers for uh, for games. So you can shoot this and use it as skins for your avatars online. Uh, those are small initiatives. They are also selling NFTs on platforms. Uh, I saw tons in, invested in building this digital shoes as well that you can buy as art that is uh, that has been sold out. So the interest is here. Um, when it comes to the luxury industry, per se, it's a bit more difficult because the target market for the luxury industry was a bit older and it's not necessarily that tech saving and they don't really invest in the target market for NFTs in general are mostly uh, younger people, usually it's more Caucasian people as well, and it's mostly men, which is not necessarily the, the target market for luxury industry. So there's less opportunities for them, but there's a lot of opportunities for anybody, like I said, who's avid, who's willing to read, to know a lot about it and place themselves whenever, whatever the industry is. So it can be working in tech for banks, working in tech for uh, I don't know, travel industry, whatever the industry you're working in, it's good to be in the know. So once it becomes bigger and once we can have numbers on the market size of this opportunity, then you'll be ahead of the competition. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ingrid. It was really interesting to learn about the luxury industry. And um, I had no idea that they were even interested in um, NFT. So this is really cool to learn about, but also just to know more about NFTs, I feel like this was super informative and helped us really mm-hmm. understand, like at a basic level, like what an NFT of is. Course. And um, also the fact that anyone can create them. I think that, that is really awesome. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your attention. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technically 200. Don't forget to subscribe and visit us at technically200.com. See you at our next episode.